Hello and welcome to another edition of the For the Love of Beer podcast. Uh, I'm as always Phil Savory and I'm joined once again by my good friend Mark Hardy-Johnson. Hello there. And today we're coming to you from a hot summer's day. Uh, it might not be a hot summer's day once you're listening to it, but uh, at the back end of August we're going to do a couple of beers today from, again, very different parts of the world. Um, the mission for us is to get through... 100 different beers from 100 different specific countries and we're going to start off today with a beer from a small country a small little island um, in southern Europe uh, called Malta and the beer is called Chisk um, I don't think the can we're drinking it from a can I don't think it's the usual design of what this would normally be but Mark do you want to talk us through it anyway yeah um, it's come directly from Malta um, as this beer Um my dad brought it back for us on his holiday last week, so it's fresh, brand new, straight from the island. Um, it's got a nice, refreshing look to it, in my opinion. It's 90 years of Chisk, um, as we speak. They were founded in 1929, um, so there's a special commemorative can. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the design of the can is um, some sort of liney things isn't there there's like a shield isn't there above the so there's like a 90 years and there's like a shield above it it's a bit like the Barcelona badge yes um, it's a bit odd with the horse you mean no the the, the round just around to the side oh yeah All where right. it's oh, sort yeah. of broken up Probably. into yeah it's, it's a bit it just runs around yeah enough, anyway. special 90 years 90 edition crest looks nice yeah, um, the logo itself is uh, red C-I-S-K writing on a sort of banner um, with a sort of horse prancing above it. Yeah, like a Ferrari horse. Yeah, um, so it's Chisk Lager Beer, 90 years off. Um, original recipe, so since 1929, we're celebrating 90 years of Chisk. Um, so yeah, we're in a can, unfortunately. Yeah. I would prefer to go for a bottle, personally. Standard can size, it's 330ml. Yeah, so it's not overbearing. 4.2%, so it's not relatively strong either. Yeah, it's quite weird. Uh, weak, sorry, weird? Weak. <laughs> quite uh, weird. It says here, Chisk Lager Beer is widely consumed across the Maltese Islands and is popular at any time of the year. The brand holds a strong presence at Malta's traditional social band clubs, known as Casini. Hot summer's day, Chisk is best enjoyed chilled by the sea when with friends. So we're, by, we're with friends. With friends, not but quite but by the sea. Not by the sea. Just had a barbecue feast, well, we did that last night. That's, yeah, that's true. Or a selection of fresh shellfish. Which we haven't got. We haven't, no. And Chisk, well, we've got biscuits. We've um, got malted milk biscuits, yes. yeah. And Chisk will be the perfect companion with its distinguishing balanced bitterness. So without further ado, I think we should crack on. Yes. Time for my favourite noise in the whole wide world. As much as you prefer drinking from bottles, the sound of a can opening, I think, is the best sound. Cracking open on a hot summer's day. It's one of the best sounds in the world. There's there's some dew on the outside of it as well, isn't there? It's nice and cold. There's droplets running down the outside. It looks sexy. It looks appealing to me right now. It looks the kind of beer that I want to be drinking. It's a hot day. I'm gasping and I'm ready for it. Yeah. I mean, right here, right now, in Nantwich, South Cheshire, it's 27 degrees, so it's good time for a chisk a glorious English summer except it's like the last sort of few days of summer yeah but yeah let's tuck in let you take your first sip I'm just going to pour mine out I've got a special chisk glass that was brought back from Malta for me so I'm going to drink it authentically um, here we go pouring out it's got quite a nice colour to it looks quite pale it looks fizzy a nice head pouring on it as well what's your thoughts um, it's quite 
it's quite thirst quenching. You could tell it's four point two. You could you could tell it's lower end. It's not got much taste to it because there's not a strong. There's not much of a strong flavouring, but it, I mean, it's it's the sort of thing in weather like this that actually it's it's all right. It's the yeah, it's, it's the beer you need in the hot weather. Yeah, like like, like you know, you mm-hmm. could probably drink in hot weather. You'd drink three or four of them. I mean, yeah, I'd be quite happy with that. You know, it's it's yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not overly powerful, is it? No, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be a particularly memorable beer. No, I mean, I've been looking forward to this one. And particularly since I saw the can, because it's quite appealing. It's, it's looks like it's had quite a lot of design gone into it. Yeah, it um, seems like, I mean, I, I, I think a standard can of Chisk is probably going to be more sort of plain yellow sort of colour. I would imagine so. With yeah. the stripes, I think they've just added this piece around the top to obviously for the night years, so it's kind of a bit different how it would normally look. But taste-wise... I mean, I'd, are there any other Maltese beer? I mean, I couldn't think of a single one. No, I mean, I've just Googled for you the uh, original design of the Chess can, and even that looks quite appealing to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. It looks traditional. It looks more traditional. This one looks more of a funky sort of modern design that's just done for basically yeah. a temporary thing, and I'm, I presume it'll just revert back to the old I standard. presume so, yeah. I mean, so we've done special 90 years edition, haven't we? Uh, but it does say original recipe, so we are drinking Chisk as it would have been drank in 1929. I mean the name's not. I mean the name's not very British, but looking at it, it it does feel. And there's an element of Britishness about it, to me anyway. Like I presume Chisk is. I mean Malta's obviously got a Maltese, got a yeah, yeah Malta obviously got a we've got a, a history with them. Obviously a lot of people living out there. My mum lived out there for a bit actually. Did um, she really? Yeah, she did. Um, she loved it on holiday, but wasn't as keen on it living there. Mm, yeah, I can see why, really, to be honest with you. I have a mal- have a Malta fact. It's a really boring one. Go on. So, um, Malta's, one of Malta's main tourist attractions is, do you remember, well, remember, we're probably, actually, I don't think we were born when it came out. They made a Popeye film back in the 80s with Robin Williams as Popeye. Did you ever watch it? Uh, no. It's not very, like, memorable or anything. But right. It was, but it was filmed in Malta, so they built, like, Popeye's sort of like environment and everything in Malta, and then they and then when they left, it just stayed intact. So because it was probably like the biggest thing to ever happen to Malta, in those sort of terms, yep. they basically just preserved it and turned it into like a attraction. Well, so it's essentially, it still there now. It's still there now, yeah. Wow. So you go to Malta and go basically visit like well Popeye World. It's basically <laughs> just this. It's just the sets and obviously all the the thing that was built when oh, they made wow. the film. I've asked my dad, I bet he's been there. He's been to Malta quite a few times now. Yeah. Um, capital of Malta is Valletta. Yeah. Largest town, St. Paul's Bay. Official language is Maltese and, of course, English. Um, other language, Italian. It's not far away, is it? No. Um, so, yeah, independence from the UK, State of Malta, 1964, Republic in 1974. Um, population estimate, 2019, only... Four hundred ninety-three thousand five hundred fifty-nine. It's not very big. That's about the size of Northampton. Have you been to Malta? No. Oh. Apparently, last week it was in the forties. What which is weather? Far, yeah, it's far too hot for me. So I like it up, but I don't like it that hot. Well, no, I don't. I mean, this I'm melting today, and I'm you know we're only in mid twenties, aren't we? Um, Eighty uh, kilometers south of Italy. 
284 kilometers east of Tunisia, 333, it's very specific, north of Libya. I think they've put in a few banging um, Eurovision tunes over the years as well. Have they really? Malta, yeah, yeah. They tend to, they tend to be good value. But obviously now you've got the thing where they do the semi-finals, so it's harder for them to get into the main. Right. Because it used to be pretty much you were just in the main show and that was it. And now you've got to qualify. So you can get all the politics in Eurovision, don't you? With who votes for who? Of course. So yeah. Now, there's an extra layer of difficulty now if you're Malta getting yourself into the the main thing. Well funny you should mention it because Malta finished last on its first two attempts at the Eurovision Song Contest there you go. in 1971 and 1972 and then had a 16-year absence between 75 and 91. However, the return proved more successful, reaching the top 10 in 12 out of the 15 contests up until 2005, including third, second um, and another second place result. Um, but they struggled to make an impact ever since, so so yeah, they've not got a fantastic Eurovision record. They're not a fantastic footballing record either. They seem to have a purple patch Eurovision. I mean, I don't think they've ever had a football, uh, football purple patch, but Eurovision around yeah around that era. So that would have been like approximate that to like when was it they when was it they sort of started tanking from two thousand and five to six? Yeah, somewhere around there. I'm trying to think of a football team that sort of come up and then did alright for a bit and then disappeared. Bolton. Yeah, Bolton. Yeah. I mean, as we speak, Bolton may well be out of business by the time that you listen to this podcast. Yeah, Bolton Wonders might be no more. Yeah, by this time tomorrow. So we're basically saying that, that Malta is kind of like the Sam Allardyce of Europe. It's the Bolton Wanderers, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> it would have been Allardyce era Bolton. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit, I would think, a little bit more fashionable than Bolton Wanderers. Um, Nicer weather. Yeah, Charlton Athletic, they're a bit more fashionable. A little you bit. Know, they, they they're kind well. of coming back though, aren't they? They're sort the of, yeah, way. I suppose so. Um, there's no way back for uh, Bolton, though, so. Mm. This this beer is is kind of as it was from first taste, really. It's kind of just, on a hot day, it's, 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 it's quite nice, really. I could drink quite a lot of them on a hot day, but I wouldn't really taste it because there's nothing much to taste. Yeah, I think if you were on, like, a, on a holiday, you could neck several pints of that and not really feel anything if that was on the all inclusive bar I'd drink several yeah free and I wouldn't bat an eyelid no it's... and it probably wouldn't even touch the sides to no. be honest which is weird because I think was it, was it um, last time we were talking about Chile weren't we Cristal from Chile yeah we talked about that previously and we were kind of a bit disappointed by how bland it was or it just it just didn't it, it 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 we sort of were reminded of Budweiser. Yeah. For that we were kind of quite harsh on it. Whereas I feel like we're being quite generous to this. Um I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying is it sometimes with a beer, especially a lager, when you're drinking kind of standard sort of lagers, that a lot of it comes down to your mood, the weather. True. I think for me the design Looks like it's had some effort put into it. And rightly or wrongly, I think that's jaded my view of the lager. Um, but, I, I, man, I quite like the design. I do like the can. Um, it looks good. So I think that's improving the overall experience for me. Um, I just think it's one of those where it's like the more you want a beer, the more you need a beer, the better you feel about it. Yeah, true. Unless you drink, mind you, before we recorded this, we drank a shit beer. We did. And I was... 
really hot and really thirsty, yeah. but a shit beer is a shit beer. Yeah, by the Keith Brewery in Scotland, yeah. and it was awful. Yeah. We won't be reordering that one again. I don't no, think. that was going to be like an extracurricular sort of beer, and yeah, we gave we it. We won't bother with no, that. No, no, no. What would your advertising slogan be for this beer? I'm just thinking if there's like a play on words with the name Chisk, but I don't know. It's not it's not come to me straight away, to be honest. I'm trying to think of something maybe along the lines of... Um, oh, I don't, I'm struggling. I'll come back to you on that one. Yeah, come back to me on it. Any famous people? I can't think of a famous person from Malta. Um, I can think of a footballer called Michael Misford. I think you spent some time in like... Lower league, you're about to. You're about to say it. Weren't I you? was about to Google it. Yeah. Was he played? He played for Coventry, I think, maybe. And I think when Coventry did, yeah. on the slide. Yeah. But I, that's going back to right to the depths of my football knowledge. I, I don't have any, anything else really on Malta I could really give you. I would imagine that he drink quite a lot of chisk. To be honest with you, definitely. I could imagine him drinking plenty. Yeah. But it's not the sort of. It's not distinctive enough that if he's, mo- he's if he's moving over here to live in Coventry to play, for, you know. <laughs> No, he did. He played for Coventry for two years. Um, had a time on loan at Barnsley. There you go. So I, I think he's. I would imagine he, there's much call for Chisk in Barnsley. And I think if he's come over, I don't think he would. I don't think in this country with the access to beers, and this isn't a hugely distinctive beer. I don't think he's going to miss it that much. No. But when he goes home, well, he's, he's on it. Funny you should say that. Oh, is he back in Malta? Is he? For Burkakara, back in Malta. Um, so I would think that he's probably smashing the chisk again. <laughs> well, he's playing for them. Yeah, he's playing for so them. So he won't be smashing it that hard then. Well, well he might do. It's only Burke Car. Mind you, he's like level. Premier League, is it? He's going to be so far ahead, surely, of the other. You'd like to think so. You'd think that. Mind you, he must be knocking on now. He's 38. 38. He is 38, yeah, so he's getting on. But I would think he's probably their best player. Um, If he's not, then he probably. Call it a day. Would you drink it again? Yeah, I would. But it's it's I think it's one of those where like you say, it's it's a it's a good all inclusive holiday beer. It's like if on draft at an all inclusive hotel, you're like, yeah, that's fine. It's a, it's a nice hot day, I'll I'll happily have four or five pints of that in yeah. the sitting. And to be honest, the percentage that it is and the taste that it is, it wouldn't really affect you. I've just looked on Beers of Europe, actually, and it is for sale on there. Um, oh, is it back on there now? Yeah, it's back on there. Um, plentiful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if we wanted to, we could... How much does it cost? ...order some. Um, £1.55 per can. Oh, too it's bad. It's fine, really. I mean, it's all right. Um, I mean, that's cheaper than a can of Camden Hells. But I mean, Camden Hells is a much... Cost, it, yeah. That's a much nicer beer. Yeah. That's for another day. It is for definitely for another day. But yeah, this this is a beer that's like, um, like I say, it's a good. If you, if you want to imagine where I'd drink it, it'd be on an inclusive holiday. Oh, definitely, I could see myself by a pool. If you're thinking about necking pint after pint of that, what sort of level of celebrity do you think would take an all inclusive holiday to Malta? Um, probably a League One or League Two footballer. Someone yeah. That's- or a, sort of a celebrity, but hasn't really got much money. Or a TV personality that's not not mega rich, but Vanessa is, is Feltz. known. Vanessa Feltz, yeah. yeah. Monty Don. Yeah. So Vanessa Feltz and Monty Don. Or Vanessa Feltz and, do you remember the song, the, um, hey, 
What's wrong with you? Looking kind of down to me. me. Yes. The guy that sings that. Fats and small. Uh, yeah. Whichever one it is, fats or small. <laughs> the guy that sings it is married to Vanessa Feltz. You know, remember the really? video? You've got the, 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 it's the fella with the gold suit, black guy with the shaved head, the gold suit, and they're like in the record shop. Yeah, he's married. I'm sure he's married to Vanessa Feltz. Wow. So they've gone on an all-inclusive holiday to Malta. They've gone to Burkakara to watch Michael Misford play yep. football because it's one of those things. You, they've been to Popeye World. They've gone to watch Burkakara play, say, Valletta FC, big top-of-the-table clash in Malta. He's also played for Valletta as well, by the way. Oh, has he? he has, yeah. So, so add a bit of spice to the encounter. Yes. Yeah. Get you know, some like pig's heads and stuff thrown at him when he's taking corners. If he's taking corners, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and and fats or small, and Vanessa. Hey, well, he's officially called Ben Offawidu. So it's neither then. He's the lead singer of the duo Fats and Small. Well, ben then. So Ben and Vanessa. So ben and Vanessa are yeah. basically on this beer on their all inclusive. Um, yeah. I could imagine people drinking that. Yeah. Do you think if Vanessa Feltz turns up at the hotel and asks for, a, say, asks for an upgrade, and then you know if, like, you're famous and you go there, don't you know who I am? Play that card. Do you think they'd just look at a blank? Or they know Baltic she was? people, you mean? Yeah. Because there's a lot of... British TV will be out there because there's loads of Brits that live it's, out there. Yeah, it's a British island, isn't it? So it's one of them where, would she get away with it or not? Would she? Would she risk it? I mean, she's on this morning quite a lot, and I would imagine that that gets shown over there. Would she back herself to be famous in... Because Ben from Fats and Small won't be. She's the more famous of the two. Yeah. Would she back herself to be famous in Malta? Maybe we should tweet her and ask. Because she'd risk. Because obviously, if, if she just gets blank, then she's going to feel like a dickhead, isn't she? She is, yeah. <laughs> and Ben's going to be there, like, heading his hands, like, oh, God, why'd you do that? Was she on I'm a Celebrity a few years ago? I'm sure she was, wasn't she? Wasn't she on? I don't know. Uh, it's hard to keep track now because it's there's, these sorts of programs have been going so many years, and so many famous people end up on them. Didn't she do Celebrity Big Brother? Was she cleaning a lot? That could be right. Yeah. Was she? I just remember. I just remember her cleaning a lot. Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. Right, yeah. Did she go mental? She was a contestant on the first series of Celebrity Big Brother in two thousand and one. Wow. It's going way back. That is going way back. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was Celebrity Big Brother. Um, doesn't really say much else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think she would try and pull that one. But they must know who she is. So yeah, maybe they would. Yeah, I, I think I'll tweet her and ask her. Um, so yeah, what's this space? Would you drink Chisk on holiday in Valletta? We'll see what she says. We'll, we'll get an answer. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Well, we'll get an answer or we'll get blocked. Well, one or the other, yeah. If she doesn't answer us, we'll just abuse her until she blocks us. And if we get blocked, then you'd assume that she actually went out there with Ben this on the Christmas holiday and did genuinely try it. And then did come a cropper because they didn't recognise her. <laughs> and she was so ashamed of the incident that she's basically had to pack it in. Well, I hope so. Um, I think we should pull Chess to a close. Right, rating. Um, rating. I'm still struggling for a slogan, so maybe we'll do ratings and then I'll come up with a shit pun at the end. Yeah. Um, it's nothing great. I'm looking at around a five, I think. 
I'd give it a six. Yeah, I was going to say, but having said that, I would drink it again. Um, there's Actually, there's about another half a dozen cans back in the house that I will drink at some point. Um, so I would drink it again. I, I, will, I would go as low as five and a half for you, but I actually find it's a six because it's, it's, it's not a particularly strong beer, but it's a nice summer... You it's know, okay outside it's, it's yeah. alright and again it's one of them that you know we like to think a lot about what would you serve up a barbecue if that's in a beer cooler people are going to drink that and be absolutely fine with it it's something different yeah I probably would put no that in a barbecue no actually. one's turning their nose put that no you're right actually it's something different I probably would put it in a barbecue but again we talk about we drink a lot of different beers from different countries and we drank some really nice beers with real personality and this doesn't necessarily have all of that. So no, you're correct. you would prioritise over beers over this. So if you say, would I buy it again? I wouldn't go that far out of my way to do it. No. But I would I would happily drink it again. Yeah, if it's put in front of you. Yeah. So next time I have a barbecue, I'll put one in front of you and we'll test the theory. So we're th- what are we thinking, five and a half or six? Let's go for six. Let's go I for feel six. I'm being, I've probably being harsh with a six, to be honest with you. No, I wouldn't go, yeah. I wouldn't go beyond six. Would you not? No, because I'm thinking back to Crystal and we were quite harsh on that. All right, let's stick with six. We're going with six. Yep. Just the thing to quench your thirst. Okay, on to our second beer of the episode, and we are going to Down Under. Going to Down Under? That doesn't really make sense. Good day, mate. We're going Down Under. Um, Now, if I asked you to name an Australian beer, you'd probably say Foster's. And if that was the beer we'd had to drink, I would be pretty underwhelmed. But thankfully, we don't. We have a more interesting beer that goes by the name of Victoria Bitter, which is a um, very famous and recognisable beer in Australia. Um, they actually used to sponsor Australia cricket team, I yes. found out yesterday, whilst I was watching the Ashes when we beat them. Um, but anyway. That's because I, I know I'd never had it. I'd never had it before until we until we tried the beer. We are drinking it for a second time because we, we did have it. Um, we might get into the story when we first drank it. But the... Um, yeah, I'd only ever really seen it advertised on things like when you'd have sort of the cricket on in the background, and it would be it would be there. So yeah, Victoria Bitter, not actually a bitter. Good news. Um, yeah, so I'm not entirely sure why they call it that. I don't know if that's a cultural thing or what. Maybe that's just me being ignorant. But um, right, I think as always, I think you're the best man, Mark, to describe this bottle. Well, interestingly, first of all, it's actually. Um, produced by Carlton and United Breweries, which is a subsidiary of Foster's. Interesting. Now, there's some news for you. In Melbourne, Victoria. So, Victoria. That's how the name comes about. Victoria. Got it. Right. First brewed by Thomas Aitken at Victoria Brewery in 1854. Another one that's got history. It's a Victorian beer. Um, so, there's plenty of Victorian going on. It's one of the best-selling beers in Australia. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so it's a 4.9% beer. Um, it's, I'd say it's a stubby bottle. I'd class. I'd say it's a stubby. It's a bit like if you took a regular 500ml bottle and essentially snubbed it off at the top. Although it's, I think it's 300 and something. It's 3, 4, no, 3... Let's make for good radio while we're just oh, staring yeah. at a label. A 3.75. Yeah. So it's a weird, um, it's a weird volume again. Aussies though, isn't it? It's usually three thirty, five hundred, but no, three seven five. They have to go one better, don't they? Yeah, it's like it's like a five hundred ml bottle, but where you'd normally get extra, that extra beer. 
in your bottleneck, it's cut short. It's why it's sort of like a stone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like a bigger version of those like um, cheap packs of like you know like cheap, the little French ones. Yeah, right? that like Bière Blonde or whatever. It's yeah. like the French or Belgian shit like little stuff in the big packs that you used to have at school. Yeah, so yeah. it's an. It looks like an upmarket enlarged one of those. Yeah. Well, the label's distinctive. It's, it is. It's a brown bottle. Um, bad news. It's a twist top. Another cap. twist top. Another twist top, and it's got nothing on it on the on the uh, top. Sorry, except it's gold, and it just says twist top, which really irritates me. And even gives you the arrows just to tell you it which does. way you've it's, got to twist it. Infuriating. Well. Um, so moving basic. down the bottle, it's got in, embossed. I think it says GBU, which I don't actually know what that stands for. Um, what is it? CBU. CBU. To CBU, yeah, I'm have to do some research into. Oh, that. what's it? Summit Brewery, the Carlton. Ah, of course, yeah, Carlton Brewery. We've already forgotten the tidbits. Carlton and United Beverages. There you go. There we go. Sorry, right. So yeah, four point nine percent brown bottle, gold top label. It's quite. I, I would probably say that's iconic. It's I green. say it's iconic. Yeah, VB, um, black VB in the middle, white band, two red. Circle surround with Victoria Bitter around the outside. The Aussies call it VB. VB, mate. It's not Victoria Bitter, it's VB. Um, as Phil said, we have actually drank this before um, in a well-known Australian beverage chain in Manchester on a night out, didn't we? Walkabout. Yeah. Um, it was all right. I mean, we had had quite a few other lagers by that point from fact, what I remember we drank this on the night this podcast was invented we did when because we it was Uomo Uomo yes. the Nigerian Uber driver who we were telling we were asking for recommendations on African beers yes. no I was trying to guess which country country in Africa he was from yeah that was correct yeah and it, I kept saying Nigeria he was Nigerian I kept saying it and he kept and he took ages to tell me that he was from Nigeria he didn't want to admit it did he no Lovely man, though. He was, and he a, said that you should do something. You know, you should have a log or something, or do you know. So anyway, he said he, would be. He said would be famous, so we're taking him at his word. Well, yeah, I, I'm not totally sure about that, but it gave us it planted the seed, and we thought, well, why not? Why not do this, this yeah. podcast? So the bottle's been chilled all afternoon. Um, nice bit of condensation on the outside. Again, it's looking sexy, a bit like Chisk. It's just a hot summer's day. It's just it's glistening. It's bottle just, of VB. You, you can see the you know if you advertise you know like when you see it on the advert, it's got like just a little bit of moisture on the glass. It's just oh, just right. I think we should pop them open. Let's go for I'm it. I'm going to pull the cap on mine because I, as I've famously do not like twist tops. I'm going. Are you, are you going with twists? A twist. Go for it. Oh, I don't feel good about it. Fucking hell. I was going to twist. <laughs> I'll take the first sip then. Are they just fucking with me here? This isn't twisting off. Can you pop that for me? Of course I can. I'll put it down. It's either wet hands or it's a wind up. There we go. Thank you. So that's a, a bad start to begin with, really. That was a real dent in my masculinity. That really was. Um, right, first sip. Initial um, taste notes for me. It tastes a bit shandy-like. Um, it's just as I remember it. I think it's the first thing that, because the first thing I thought about when I had this beer was was comparing it to Foster's, because you think of Foster's as the staple sort of Australian lager, yeah. and straight away it's like it's immediately more interesting. It's miles better than Foster's. It's miles better. It's more interesting. It's a nice flavour. 
I, you know what, I really like this beer. I do really like it, yeah. I actually, because I mean, thinking about that, the night that we first had this, we were about five or so beers in. We were, and, and we were in a pub as well. Might have been more than that even. Um, initial thoughts on this last time. Uh, this was the middle of July. Wait, what was your review? We our said, review. VB, Australia. Thanks to our friend for the recommendation. Uh, we like the different bottle. Um, the quote was better than Foster's, which yeah. it blatantly is. Um, summed it up with solid but not great. Six out of ten. Um, but, as we are at the moment, I'm saying it's, it's quite a lot better than a six. I quite like it. It's got individuality. I think what's good this time around is we've kind of we've had a bit of a break and a bit of a palate cleanse, and now we're kind of it feels more fresh now than it did that other night. We were kind of mm. we were having a lot of different beers. We were. We probably should have started with it. And In fact, them, no, that night we actually did um, a few other countries. We did while we were on the way to Manchester. Which we'll need to, we'll to come back to. Yeah. One of them, I think, was a was a Filipino beer that was like a ridiculous percentage. Seven point seven percent, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, which I need to get some more of, but we shall come back to that. I feel like the, uh, you know, I feel like this is this is in my mind has improved on what I remember. It's certainly for me tonight. It's better than a six point a six out of ten. Um, it's miles better than that. Uh, VB itself is available in seven hundred and fifty mil bottles. That is massive. That's like when we tried Gambrinus. That's half a Gambrinus. It is half a Gambrinus, but that is a huge bottle. Um, referred to as a long neck, a 750, or a bomber. A bomber? A bomber. A 500ml can. They've all got names, this is great. A 500ml can. I don't know if someone's doing this, taking the piss on Wikipedia. Right, a 500ml can, it's called a lunch green. A 375ml bottle, which is this, is called a stubby. Hey! A pint, or a short neck. A 375 can is a boonie, a green can, or a green. And a 250ml bottle is a grenade, a twisty, or a throwy. I love that. A throwy? Um, for a limited time only, VB was available in the Northern Territory in a one-litre can, nicknamed a killer can, a kilo can. I see what they did there. I like that. I love how the Aussies just give names to everything. It's fantastic. I like how much they love and respect this beer, and yet they fucking send us Foster's. Well, what that's I'm... typical Australia. It's, it's like them saying it's. It's kind of like this is. This is clearly their thing. This is clearly the beer that they love, but to kind of basically fuck with us, they sent us Fosters and made it act like this isn't really a big deal. Well, there's the big myth, isn't there, that um, everyone will say like Fosters isn't what the Aussies actually drink. Now I don't know whether that's true or not, but if I was an Aussie in the land of Oz, I would definitely be drinking this over Fosters. See, I, I've got a friend, an old school friend, who lives in Australia. When I drank this beer, he made a comment, um, something along the lines of it's what the, the kids tend to drink. So it's kind of like a... What, VB? Yeah, so it's kind of like an entry-level beer. Right. So I get the feeling that, that there might be even better stuff over there they're not fucking telling us about. Well, in a testament to its long history and popularity, VB has acquired a number of nicknames, ranging from the abbreviated Vic Bitter, Veebs... Polite Very Best, Vitamin B and Victory Beer for after a win in the football. Or people who dislike the beer may refer to it as Vomit Beer, Visitor's Beer, 
or vaginal backwash? Vaginal backwash. Um, I that's think a good someone's one. taking the piss on Wikipedia. Here. I really think. No, no. I bet. <laughs> I bet there's. You know what? Actually, it's funny. I think vagina is one of the best words to say in Australian accent. Vagina. Vagina. Yeah, vagina. We know an Australian. Perhaps in a future episode, we should get her to come over here. And what? And just say the word just, vagina. Just. Perhaps we or should talk about Victoria. Better. Perhaps we should have. We could maybe do another episode on VB and get um, our friend Forrest involved. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to that. So. I mean, we basically decided to do some admin, admin partway through this beer and realised yeah. actually that we've not recorded it at the best time. No, we've, we've got this one wrong, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, the usuals. Presentation, what do you think? I think I like it. It's different. It's got a good bottle. It's a stubby. Um, it's it's a traditional label. It's different to us. Out there, it I think is, it's yeah. just a standard thing, isn't it? But yeah. to us, it feels nice because it it's it's, a, it's different to what we would normally. It's a different bottle shape that we'd normally drink out of. It's a different style. It's a nice flavour. I it, could imagine many famous people drinking this. Well, that to, obviously to us, it's a bit of a novelty over there. This is just tap water, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Which is probably why my mate has said it's like. Well, yeah, you know, if you're a 16 year old girl, it's pretty good. But that's what Foster's is to us. Yeah. Um, so it makes me wonder what else is out there. What's he not? T- he's living over there drinking whatever. What's he not telling me about? Well, well he's not Australian. Like, well, this is like us with Carlin, though. So what's the secret? Well, I'm going to ask him. I think he's underrated. I'm yeah, I think you should him. ask him. He's drinking better stuff and hasn't told me what it is. I'd love to know what. Yeah, I'll we'll find out. Mike, tell me, tell me what you're drinking out there that's better than yeah, this. When you listen to this, yes. yeah, if he listens to it, it's a pretty busy, man. Um, I could imagine if the Aussies were to win the Ashes, um, they would celebrate with a massive crate of VB. A few bombers. A few bombers. I could picture them smashing loads of bottles of this. Um, yeah, but as it is, they're not going to win it, so uh, it's not well, a problem. I don't really have much skin in the game when it comes to cricket, really. I'm not that majorly arsed. Neither do I, but I jumped on the bandwagon yesterday when we won, mm. so it was good. I I really like this beer. I really do. Well, but I feel like the comment that my mate made was kind of made me feel like I shouldn't like it as much as I do. But Where where and how and when would you drink it? Um, I would drink it in... You know what I imagine? You ever see the film Crocodile Dundee? Mm, yeah. You know, like the start, where yeah. it's like in that trashy bar or whatever. In fact, they probably are drinking it in that film. I've probably just not remembered it. But they're probably <laughs> drinking this. Crocodile Dundee, basically at a bar with Crocodile Dundee. And I'm wearing like, you know, like proper touristy stuff. So I'm probably there with like a cork, cork hat, hat on, yeah. looking like an absolute tit. Yeah. And then no one else in there is wearing one, only me. So obviously I stand out as the complete tourist. And there's sort of just kind of sweaty, sort of leathery, middle-aged Australian men just sort of looking at me, sort of tight and go, you're flaming galah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd drink it on draft. It doesn't look like a draft beer to me. I think the bottle looks too iconic. But I've done another um, one. I've just said flaming galah. I bet no one out... Flame and Galar. Only Alf from Home and Away probably <laughs> talks like that. I don't think anyone else out there actually probably says it. Well, if there's any Australians listening to this, can you please get in touch and let us know? Yeah. Is, At FT 
L-O-B pod. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have stuff like like English sayings that are like silly things that English people don't really say, but someone's doing a impression. But Irish people, like, tap of the morning to you. Do they really say that? I mean, I've not... You've been to Ireland more than I have. I have heard them say it, yeah. Do they really so, say it, yeah. though? Oh, okay, fair enough. I think they just say it taking the piss, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they do say it. Um, but I like it. I couldn't drink it draft. I think the bottle's iconic. You wouldn't drink it draft? No, I, I don't think it's a draft beer for me. It's a, it's a bottle beer. Um, I, I think it needs to be in a bottle. I'd rather have the... Uh, the standard cap um, but for me that is going to be a bottled beer it'd be nice I think if I were in Australia I'd probably seek out the varying sizes of it and sort of line them up just to compare them and then drink them all and then drink them all in one go yeah yeah. and then maybe I like, like it though I do I feel we were a bit too harsh last time with a six I don't think we were harsh I just think it was the fact that you get to a certain point where we drank a lot of new beers we did yeah and you kind of it's a bit like beer goggles, isn't it? But with beer, because sometimes if you drank like several pints or several beers, then you, some, you get a bit of a bloat, a bit gassy. Yeah. Flavors sort of meld into one another. Having a bit of separation, a bit of time to reflect, and then having it again in that sort of isolation, just drinking it from true. by itself. Yeah. It's better than than I remembered it, but I don't think first time round. I don't think we were miles off. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll come to rating in a second, but. I don't think it's still going to be a million miles on from where I originally rated it in my mind, but it's better than I remembered it. Yeah. Would you drink it again? Oh, yeah, I would. I would drink it again. Um, yeah, I would. I think, going back to our standard philosophy, in if I had a barbecue and people are expecting to come around my house and I'll have, like, a 20-pack of Fosters, if I sort of turned around and went in the fridge... And brought out a twenty pack of VB. People would be interested. I'd get people's attention with this. Well, the best thing to do. Different. Yeah, the, one of the best things for it, the best uses for it, is basically to have Fosters in for your barbecue. Yeah. And then basically say, someone picks them up and says, "Put that shit down. Have one of these." And then you give them, and then you you sort of give them, tease them with the Fosters, and you take it away, and you give them this instead. Yeah. And you're blowing their mind. I well, feel that this needs to be more readily available in the UK. Maybe I'm surprised it's, it's, it's really not. not. I'm surprised it's not. No, I mean, it, it wasn't that easy to get hold of. As I said, we we drank our first bottle of this in... Um, walkabout. Manchester, Walkabout. Yeah, that was correct. And to be honest, if I went... if I, Next time I was in Manchester, and if I was out in Manchester, I would probably... I'd probably I'd probably just dip into Walkabout and have a bottle. Yeah, it's not too bad. You know, I would, I'd, I'd I would quite go back and that. drink it again. I'd, I'd you know... I wouldn't necessarily go because some of the links we go to to get these beers and dodgy websites or whatever. Um, But as it happens, these were bought from um, the good old Beers of Europe website in Kings Lynn. Um, Just looking now, the the cost was £2.81 a bottle. Steep. But then it's it's come a long way though. But it's brewed by Foster's, so has it really? Yeah. Because it's come from Australia. Do you reckon? Yeah. Definitely. If it has, then... It's not. It's I'd not. Say it's that's... not brewed here. There's no way it's brewed here. Just looking at it, it's not culturally. It feels. It feels a bit like something you know, but not quite. Which is Australia all over, where it's kind of hints of it that remind you of your own culture, but it's something a bit different. If this bottle's genuinely come from Australia, then it's five pounds sixty-two well spent. Yeah. Um, it's 
it's done a good service in my opinion. I mean, we look at beers we've had from some countries where they've come a long way. There's not many beers we drink that have come further than this. And we probably underestimate, we don't treat it as exotic because Australia is a culturally similar country to our own. It is, yeah. I mean, the customer inquiries bit on the side actually says a phone number with Australia only. So, yeah, I mean, all right, let's presume it has come from there then. So, yeah, all right, fair enough. So, basically, no poms are allowed to no. dial up the number. If you ain't nosy, mate, we don't want to know. Um, what about a rating for it? Initially, we rated 6 out of 10. Oh, advertising slogan. Advertising slogan. Have you got one? Um, we could just go for something culturally inoffensive, like, uh, or offensive, and just say... <laughs> Get this down in your flaming galah. That would just be. <laughs> that would be. That would go down really badly over there. Well, but if you're selling it to a market over here. Any home and away fans? Mm, maybe. Um, yeah, famous person. Just pick an Aussie, really, at random. Many Aussies would drink this. Jason Donovan. There are many, many. The bloke Kylie played. Minogue. I reckon you drink that. Minogue. Yeah. I don't think she's a big beer drinker. I, I bet, think she's I bet more Danny like Minogue is, though. Danny, Danny Minogue would be all over this. Yeah. I feel like Danny Minogue has slightly lower standards than Kylie. Yeah, I agree. Kylie would want the finest wines, the, you know, her like... I prefer Danny. Any any water... Really? I do. I prefer Danny. No, Kylie for me, more than Danny. Danny all the way. I'll let you have Kylie. I think 90s, Danny Minogue... Underrated, but I think that through the passage of time, I know Kylie's had work done, it's obvious. Well, yeah, but once you got to late 90s, Kylie just went, just found a a new level again where you thought she was kind of she reinvented herself, reinvented herself basically with hot pants. Yes, (laughs) she basically reinvented hot pants for a new generation, yeah, and then made herself culturally relevant again through her ass. Basically. I'll let you keep Kylie. I'll have Danny. That's fine. Rating. Uh, um, seven and a half. I was going to say seven, so we're not a million miles away, so I'm quite happy with the seven and a half. I, I, I think, think that's right. I will drink it again. I my My heart tells me seven and a half. My head says seven because I feel like Aussies drink probably better stuff than this but that's not our problem it's not our problem for the basis of just what I've tasted and what I've drank I would say seven and a half I think we should go with seven and a half if I was to put this in front of other people I think they'd be um, pleasantly surprised Um, and they'd enjoy it yes so yeah whereas with Chisk people will probably drink it and then they'll politely say oh yeah that was nice Whereas this, I think they'll actually enjoy it. So they'd be like, "Have you got any more?" Yeah. So I think seven point five. Agreed. Right. Okay. So that's uh, another two new beers done, and another episode of the For the Love of Beer podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch up with you soon. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Mark F T L O B Pod, and, and on Instagram. It is the same F T. L-O-B pod. The same name. Uh, thanks very much again, and we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast.